When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Lafondra looking to get close side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Elm Park Royals post-match podcast. This is now part two of the podcast. We've discussed the protests and everything. If you haven't already listened to that podcast, go and take a quick listen back to that. It's a nice little 20-minute interlude on, obviously, the goings-on at uh, or the goings on of the protest yesterday. But there was a game indeed yesterday that did happen. You might not have noticed, though, if you were there and if you're watching, because um, it was a rather drab nil-nil draw, I have to be honest. Um, we are going to jump onto that that side of it. And of course, I'm joined again by Caroline and Paul Mann, who are going to be discussing the game yesterday. Quick question to you both. Have you woken up, obviously, since yesterday? Because it was a bit of a snooze fest. Well, I I messaged uh, Caroline, and I do think that she might actually still slightly be in a trance from yesterday. Are you still in a trance, Caroline? Uh, Yes. I mean, it's weird when the game is sort of, you're watching through the game. That's how yesterday felt for me. Um, I think that was compounded by the fact that it was quite poor. However, however, I'm going to try and be a beacon of light and positivity. I'm going to look for those chinks of light. Always. That's that's my stance today. I'm going to try. You've talked into Nigel Atkins. That's quite incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the positivity is is right there, Paul. You were right on the same wavelength as me on that one. So um, so, so yeah, bringing some Nigel Atkins energy and positivity. We love it. So looking at the game yesterday, obviously coming off a four-one um, loss away to Blackpool, it was really. Reading's first heavy defeat of the campaign. Every defeat had been one nils, two ones up until up until Blackpool away, but that that was four one. And there were some maybe drastic changes, you could say five changes as we came into the game. Um yesterday we had um going out of the team was Nelson Abbey, Yeardham, Mola, Hutchinson, and Ballard. Coming in was Carson, Dean, McIntyre, Wing, and Harvey Nibs. I mean, Paul changes justified were you happy with them when you saw them yeah I was particularly happy to see Mola wasn't playing I'm not quite sure what's going on there with him I think he's been really poor every time he's been on the pitch uh, basically I thought Lewis Wing probably had his best game yesterday I don't think he was amazing I don't think he ripped the place up or anything but he seemed to be in the games before he didn't seem to be really up to the pace of it which was weird because he's played in league one for so many years but yesterday, I thought he was quite good. Nibs was all right. I think that's probably where he is at the moment. And the others, 
Yeah, it was fine. I understood the changes. You can't be playing so poorly and losing 4-1 and not make changes. I thought it was justified. I mean, Caroline, Ballard was dropped out of the team, though. Surprise, maybe, because he's probably been one of those beacons of light to praise. Yeah. Uh, I was, actually. I, I probably would have started him. Um, but... I, you know, I, I, I echo Paul's sentiments. I was glad to see. I was actually glad to see Tom McIntyre come in. It was interesting to see how it was going to work on that left-hand side with sort of him and Carson. Um, but yeah, I think there were justified changes. Um, maybe Ballard could have come in, but you've got you've got to remember these are young and, and it is a it is a grind, isn't it? There's this EFL trophy and Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You know, they're, 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 a lot of these kids have not had a full professional season and they're being thrust into two games a week consistently there's just no let up so i get the need to rotate um so yeah harley dean spoke out before before the game as well in his uh pre-match conference i think it was the thing he, he said blackpool's the first time he'd ever been fully dropped out of the team but he came back obviously into the team he, he didn't really have too much to do to be to be fair against Burton but you know it was nice to see him see him back in the team McIntyre as well probably nice moment for him coming on and captaining obviously the side um as well for for him um game kicked off and to be honest it didn't take long for Reading to kind of get a grip of the game um you know early on Paul I mean Reading came out um started relatively well you know that they, they, they felt felt like there was a bit bit of a bounce in the air um you know at the time pre obviously the 16th um minute um you had that 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 protest though and it was a about a 10 minute interlude i think in 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 the end didn't have too much of an effect really um as as they came came back out the game pretty much took the same sort of direction as um as the first 16 minutes did yeah, I mean, all I can take from the first half was two moments. Well, and maybe three, maybe three. Okay, so let's say the Femi Aziz shot, which was okay. That was fine. The Charlie Savage shot, which was okay. It was okay. It wasn't on target. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't the most easy one. And there was a couple of crosses early on from the right-hand side, which you think on another day, another player gets in on the end of that. But what we needed was an early goal yesterday. And we just... We just couldn't get there. I mean, the quality of passing yesterday, especially in the first half, was very poor. The weight of pass, the decision-making, but still we were massively on top. But we weren't peppering the goal, were we, Caroline? I didn't feel at any point that, you know, the goal was definitely going to come in the next minute or so. No, uh, and we're still having these, oh, we're still having that, killer instinct that missing killer instinct in the final third you know we, we couldn't really have been much more dominant yesterday uh, I know we're only talking about the first half but they're just I'm, I'm gonna try and see this positively I did see some nice passages of play and some nice build-up play when you think back to last season um it you you can see it's gonna come and I know I keep saying this and people are gonna go well when is it gonna come but I think you know the game the game without harking on about the protest, the game was a bit of a sideshow yesterday. You know, let's not forget that is going to have an effect on players. But, um, you know, it's haunting being a Reading fan and it's probably quite haunting being a Reading player. But yeah, I, I did see some bits I like, but you just, oh, I just can't wait for Sam Smith to come in. I really cannot. I'm, I'm really hoping he could be that missing piece of the jigsaw for us. I, I really hope so. 
Where do you think kind of Sam Smith comes comes back into the into the team, Caroline? Because obviously, um, you mentioned obviously your excitement around him and kind of um, uh, obviously anticipation really of him coming back. I think I think Sellers has said you know it's unlikely before the international break, so you know we might be you know into the latter part of October really until we until we see him again. But Ian Bishman obviously started well. And there's flashes that you see of Ian Bishman, his his ball control. He, we've said it on the podcast before. You know, he's he's got a bit of the touch of Lucas Zhao about him. You know, about around his ball control, similar physique um, to him as well. How do you th- how do you see Smith slotting back in straight swap for Ian Bishman or something different? I, I I think that could be any match. I mean, I think Sellers has shown he's a bit of a tinkerer, right? He doesn't really seem to settle much on a starter. You know, we've seen so many changes for so many games. You don't actually know what the starting lineup's ever going to be. I think when you've got healthy competition in forward spots, that immediately raises everybody's game. Uh, the fact that Sam Smith has played with wing, uh, sorry, with Nibs, um, is uh, is a good thing. They've got that relationship from Cambridge, and I, I think. You know, you've you've got to have those options, and you've got to have that real, true competition for places, and knowing that your place isn't safe. And I think um, Kelvin could definitely learn a, some tricks from Sam Smith. I'm sure. You know, he's still quite green. We forget how young he is. Um, so I'm all for it. I think the more forward options we've got, the better. Um, and with this high pressing style that we're playing, you know, he he is going to have to rotate in all areas of the pitch. So I I, I think. I'm not worried about where he's slotting. There's going to be games that we, we've got a lot of games to play um, and there's a lot of miles to cover. So I, I I see him being quite an important part of the team as soon as he comes back in. Um, and who knows? Um, who knows what he's settled on? He doesn't seem to have worked out what his favoured 11 is. Um, that would be my comment. Yeah, and I think... It, well, well, one one thing that has been been a problem so far is goals in the first half, quick starts. Because if you take away the own goal in the Cheltenham game, we well, the the only goals that come in the first half have been in extra time, one at extra away, and I think one one against Stevenage, um, the, the, about the third and fourth minutes of extra time in that first half. It's something that this Reading team needs to start to learn to do um, because out, outside of the cup games, um, you know, when 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 you look at it. We've we've struggled for goals in 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 those first half. And to be fair, even when you look at those cup games, you know the four nil we scored one in the first half, and the nine nil I think it was two in the first half. You know, and the rest all come in the second half. Um, a pretty hard to find a negative in a nine nil. <laughs> Can I just say? Not <laughs> not saying negatives. It's rooms room for improvements. And at yeah. the end of the day, I guess it doesn't matter when 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 you score goals at the end of the day, as long as you, you know you get the wins. But you know what? One thing that this Reading team is struggling with at the moment is, is goals. You know, when, when, when you look at it and when you look at kind of, you know, the league, the league table overall. And I think, I, I think what we're only on, I think six goals in nine games, I think it is at the moment, you know, it, it's, it's an area that needs improvement. If that's going to be Sam Smith coming back in, you know, that's going to be obviously um, a big plus. The one thing it will give is obviously options. Cause I think to be honest, we missed Vickers on the bench yesterday. He was out through illness um, I think that's, uh, Sellers confirmed after the game. That's why he wasn't um, on the bench. And, you know, it led to us only having really two attacking options that we could we could bring on in the second half. Um, so kind of moving on to the second half, first half, as, as you said, Paul was kind of, it was not, neither here nor there, really. Second half wasn't really, well, 
wasn't massively better. You know, it, it followed the same sort of trend. Reading dominated. We then had chances. We probably had a few more chances towards the back end of the uh, of the second half, but you know we had a couple of chances. Um, you know, Kelvin had had some good, well, had a good shot on the edge of the box straight at the keeper though. I think that was the big chance though. Mm. I think the Kelvin one was the moment when I mean I, that was not tapping by any by a long distance, but I feel um, I don't want to be. Uh, I, I, all I say is maybe a more seasoned player would have been a little bit calmer there. And then he shows his little bit of an experience there by rushing the shot slightly and not hitting a corner. If you're hitting it virtually in the centre of the goal, you it, just, it's those little moments. I'm not going to criticise him because I thought yesterday outside the box, I thought his hold up play was really good. And I think he's finding it hard because he's not getting many chances. But just that little moment. I mean, what do you think, Caroline? Well, I think it, it, I think it comes back to Matt's point. We've got to have that killer instinct more in the first half. Um, you know, I think as each minute ticks on and you're not scoring, you know, the pressure is building, the pressure is building and they're young players. They're not used to having, you know, they haven't really been under that significant pressure properly professionally yet. So I think, um, it, you know, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. I, I think I hate to keep harking on about it, but... You know, there is a black cloud over the league. You know, you've seen that the shackles are off in the cup games. Look at what they're doing in the cup games. You know, 4-0 at Millwall, 9-0 at Exeter, both away, incidentally. I think the goals are there. There's just this, I, I think, once we, if you know, for goodness sake, let's hope we don't get any more points deductions. Uh, and I and I feel I feel like that is a real sort of grim reaper around the league form. And I, and I, I think people underestimate the impact and I'm I'm loath to criticise the players and the manager at this point because I feel I really don't it's so difficult because I'm trying to comment on the game and be balanced and yeah we, we've got lots of chances yesterday yes we should have seen Burton off yes they came for a point and they got it it was a drag game you know is that going to be the decider for our season that game against Burton with everything going on yesterday no so you know on another day, we win that game, right? Uh, but I, but I think we are consistently seeing a better team in the second half, and we've got to correct that somehow. Paul, how how would you probably go about changing this this uptaking kind of lack or say uptaking lack of goals? But kind of how how would you address the situation at the moment with with lack of goals? Because that's ultimately that that's what's killing not. not Wrong, wrong choice of words there. Saying killing the team, but that—that's what's hindering the team at the moment. You know, you look at you look at the Peterborough game. Peterborough should have got something out of that game. You know, at the start of the season, extra away. Obviously, we were poor in the first half, but for how poor we were in the first half, we were so much better in the second half. And again, on another day, probably win that game. Um, there's so many games across the season. Even even Cheltenham, you know, Ch- Cheltenham languishing at the bottom of the table, had to get through that game through through an own goal yesterday. You know couldn't take our chances um you know we had i think 20 shots in the end um there are beacons of hope in this team you know there's that there, there, there's good points but what do you think it is that that needs to change is it a sam smith coming back or is it just these young players needing to learn a bit of the craft and kind of you know we're gonna have to kind of almost have to take a bit of that with this team because it's such a young team yeah not only have we got a young bunch of players you've got a young manager as well who's also learning his way and in the worst possible climate you could possibly have 
every single point is vital for every team in the EFL. But for us, you can double it or treble it. It's insane, the amount of pressure. If you want to go just to what's happening on the pitch, I think tempo, that's the key thing with all Reading teams. And any team that's going to pick up, you know, wins on a consistent basis. Yesterday, it was very slow from minute one. We would just break into some moments of quality and it would last 30 seconds or a minute at most. And then that was it. The second half, there was a little bit more tempo at points, but not much. Um, I just felt the whole team really struggled a bit. And maybe some of that is down to the protests, inevitably. Um, it could be, but I, I don't know. It, it's, it's time with the team coming together. I, I've, my hope is, as you know, as Ruben has said himself, and lots of us believe and, you know, really hoping on, is that come the second half of the season, we'll be getting better and better. I mean, I heard the Femi Aziz interview and he was talking about how, you know, he's one of the most experienced players in the team. He's 22 years old. He hasn't That's actually mad to think much. about it, can I just say. Yeah, Femi Aziz being one of the oldest players at 22. This is, this is the thing. You've got, we've all got to remember that. And people give him a lot of stick and constantly he's getting stick online. And to be honest, I think he's improved this season. I think he's better than what he was last season. I think his decision-making is better. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't score any goals. I know that. But I think constantly slating players all the time is not going to do them any good. They're giving everything. And that's what we can ask right now. The quality might come. Uh, I feel that it will at some point. But we just got to ride this out. And hopefully with the introduction of Sam Smith, you know... God Almighty, I'm, I don't, can't believe I'm going to say this, but Ovi Ajaria, will that man ever like, be on a pitch again? <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I don't think we'll ever see him at Reading. But at some point, I feel that we are going to get a win of, you know, a run of wins. And it's just hope. That's all I've got. <laughs> That's all I've got. Can I do a shout for Femi? Because I think I, I, I really see the improvement in him. And I, I just. I know it's been said countless times. He's just gonna get. He's gonna get that one chance. You can see it weighs heavy. You can see in that interview it's weighing heavy on him. And I think just keep your head up, mate. There's no. There's no coincidence. You're always in the right place. And he was integral in that Bolton game. Um, uh, and he is doing the right things. And I, 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 I really rate him. And a massive salute to all of those players playing in these conditions and Ruben. And we, there's going to be brighter times for everybody. There will be. But you know when you just have a a moment, whatever that defining moment is, right, where you just have some euphoric, amazing team goal or you come back in the 96th minute and win. I just feel like we're whiskers away from something like that happening and then us going on a really good run. You know, you never know. It could be poetic that we get a 90th minute winner against the Ox rearranged Oxford home game. And the crowd goes wild and then we're just on one. It, it could just take something like that to just kick them on. But I think I think the postponement's not a bad thing. They'll have a bit of time to digest, have a bit of a break. Gives, it gives us a bit more time for maybe Smith to come back, everyone to be fit, a bit of a rest. And let's see how we go. In It's far too early to judge Ruben. It's far too early. Um, I think we need to see how November and December pans out before we really start, you know, saying anything more uh, and that goes for off the field stuff too i see a lot of people saying you know he's overcomplicating it ruben i don't think he's overcomplicating it at all i, I don't believe that i think the game plan was very clear yesterday we just didn't have the quality at the end mm -hmm. 
I don't think those players are walking around confused to what they were doing. Just, just didn't happen. And that happens at all levels of sport in any kind. Some days it just doesn't work. Well, I think, I think to be honest, what, one, one of the big things, and I mean, um, Paul, we discussed it on the way out from the stadium yesterday, was um, one of the things that this team really lacks at the moment. And I, I know we play a narrow four-two-two-two. You know, the the attacking wingers, attacking midfielders, whatever you want to classify them, they're they're narrow. They're not quite natural wingers, but they're not you know attacking midfielders in the natural sense, you know, with a winger either side. But we miss players that can actually, I think, play that wide role, um, really, um, at, at Reading FC. Because when, when, I guess, when you look at the players at the club, Macario, probably natural winger, you'd say. Harvey Nibs, adapted winger, you could say. You know, he, he spent a lot of time as, a, um, you know, a number 10, but then, you know, also as a um, number seven out, 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 out on the wing at, um, at Cambridge. But apart from that, you're really scraping, really, to find, you know, natural wingers. You know, Femi Aziz, he's had times out on the left. And maybe when, you know, um, a Sam Smith comes back and you've got more attacking options, Femi Aziz drops back into, you know, that that left or right, you know, winger role. Vickers as well, he's kind of looked looked good out 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 of the wing when he's kind of been shifted there. But we're always talking about players that have been shifted to the side. You know, and I think yesterday we we were looking at a team obviously as it starts up with, you know, Ben Elliott on 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 the right and Nibs on the left. And neither are just natural wingers. And I think you can really feel feel that because there's a clear game plan to obviously get get the ball out wide, play it down the wings, then play it, play it in. You know, it, it's a very kind of, I guess, natural or kind of stereotypical Reading way of playing that, that, that this Reading FC style that we're seeing kind of from sellers. It's almost probably, I, I think to be honest, the most Reading FC manager that I've seen really of recent time was probably Steve Clark in that first, you know, couple of months where he had that really good golden patch, you know, where we we're getting a lot of shots away. And I guess that's the thing with this Ruben team, you know, we're still getting quite a few shots away, but there's not much quality. And that quality down the wings is also quite lacking at the moment as well, because you're playing, you know, square pegs and round holes you know really um with, with those wing positions maybe some of the players will develop a bit more you know the more nibs plays out there you know get more accustomed to it maybe vickers finds his his place in the team out out on the right or left as well maybe maybe macario comes back in and you know finds a bit more of of, of a home in the team and a, a home you know out wide but for me that's what's really lacking with this team at the moment you know i don't really want to be seeing ben elliott you know out out on the right you know, um, or in, in a wide role. I want to see him in the middle of the park. I want to see him kind of doing, I guess, what probably he'd think he'd be doing best. He still does a job there, you know, out on the wing. But he doesn't do the job that a natural winger would do out there, right? Bring back Kebe, I say. <laughs> wouldn't that be a nice, wouldn't that be a nice thought? Just for a day, just for a later revive, you know, bring him back, transform him in time. I mean, that would be golden, wouldn't it? You, who, I, I, would, I would get there early. I don't normally get there early for matches that early, but I'll be early for that one. I'd want to see him warm up and everything. <laughs> just, just to interject an interesting question then on the, on 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 that point from from both of you, if you could bring back one player into this team at the moment to change the form at the moment, who would you probably bring in? Oh man, he put me on Dave the spot, Kitson. man. Dave Kitson would be amazing in this team. I'm not going to say someone stupid like Elise because that's obvious, isn't it? I mean, like. Dave Kitson, because he'd link everything up. He's a bit of an ass. He'd boss some players around. He scores some goals. I mean... He scored more than a few goals or some Yeah, goals. exactly. He scored <laughs> more than a few. <laughs> so. I don't know. I think I'd, I'd go for the vintage kind of 
Shane Long 2010 era. Oh, both going strikers. Yeah. As well. I, I just feel like he's, yeah, I, I, that's difficult. I mean, obviously it's gold, right? So I agree with Paul, he's got to be a striker. But I just think, I think, you know, just bef- that that vintage golden period he had with McDermott was just, if I could bring back Shane Long then, I think that would be my pick, yes. I'd, I'd probably bring back a winger. As well. Yeah. No, fair enough. I'd, I'd I'd probably bring in a winger into into the team. I'd probably bring bring in a Glenn Little or someone into the team. I think so. Someone who can really just bomb down that 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 side and get get balls in. Because one thing that I did notice when Ballard came on, the runs that that kid makes is sensational. You can see that that guy is going to get goals at some point. Um, I think he's he's probably almost going to be the first striker on the team sheet. I think he's going to get goals because there was times where he was picking it up in the midfield. You know, he had you know the likes of Aziz and. Uh, and, and 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 the wingers sometimes ahead of him. And before he knew it, he was at the back post. The runs he makes, if we can find him, if we can find him with, with, with the balls across the box, he's going to get a lot of back post happens. He really is. You know, I, I think for me, if we can get a winger or, you know, if Nibs or somebody can pick up that, 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 that pass and, you know, start feeding, you know, a Ballard, I think there's real, real legs, you know, in that attack, and I think some of these goal-scoring issues might start to to to, uh, to fade away. But let's just take stock. Let's just rewind a year when we would laugh at the BBC website when it would have the stats that said shots on target zero <laughs> every week. We had you know? a counter. We had a counter on the podcast last year. <laughs> oh, you, you know, I think we've got to be thankful, thank God, that the ball is even getting in the box and someone's getting a shot off. Because, frankly, if I had to go back to what it was like last year, that would just, oh, I, can't, I don't even want to think about it. So, you know, thank God for small mercies. There are There is clearly progress because we, you know, I think, what was it, 20 shots on goal or something yesterday? 20 shots, seven on target. You know, I mean, come on. That is, that is we're inside the box away from it. Burton it's, it's... played like us yesterday, last season. They, they really did. They, they were... I mean, they're, they've stayed within their budget. And that I've got to applaud. So I'm not going to sit here and judge that as a club. A fan of a club who's absolutely not done that. But, wow. So many times they attacked. And then they'd end up giving it back to their own goalie. And you think how oh, that's real really hard to watch. I mean, they get criticised for the 173 fans who come, and uh, yeah, that was an incredible turnout. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. But um, let's not be the attendance police, Paul. Come on, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to be that. But honestly, if you're watching that every week, I understand why you wouldn't want to go because it's no. just so dull, isn't it? Reading FC so... were there last year. I, yeah, I, I, no, I, I get I, it. I have sympathy. Oh no, I don't criticise anyone for going, but you got to say. It was a really small turnout. <laughs> you can't say anything else but that, can you? No, but you know, I think, I think, like, 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 you say, Caroline, I think there's that there's there's positives still still to this team. I know we're kind of we're now a couple of months into the season, and results start talking to the or talking for themselves at some point. This team needs to find a way to start getting results, but also, I think everyone needs to stand back and kind of realize where this team is. It's a team that's been under you know, stringent embargoes for three seasons now. It's a team with an average age of, you know, about 21 and a half, 22 years. It's such a young team that there's going to be weeks where it all clicks and it all comes together and you get a Millwall performance or you get a, a Bolton, you know, performance. But likewise, there's going to be performances like Blackpool away 
or like yesterday where they can't quite find that that cutting edge it's a bit of a baptism baptism of fire for this team this year you know for Ruben for the players but I think there's we we, we, we can see the marks of the team we can see what they want to do we can see what Sellers wants to do and ultimately that's last year what what we were saying you know we just want to see a team that we know what the plan is and you know everything that goes with it thing is though if one comes if a new owner comes in everything changes for Ruben Sellers because he will be assessed completely differently Mm -hmm. and that's what's going to happen well, he, he he said it in his post match, didn't he? You know about about the protest that you know he doesn't he doesn't want to be facing this every week. You know, and um, I think somebody probably had a word with him after after his comments after the last home game against Bolton, where he pretty much Hello, publicly. Hello. Yeah, most probably, you know, and I don't blame him, you know, because the manager can't really be coming out, you know, and as much as we like it as fans, the manager can't really be coming out and publicly endorsing protests really like any player it's just not going to happen as much as we want it to happen we know he loves it we know we he know agrees he loves it deep down. we know it really <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we, we know he's on board but you know like he said it in his post-match interview you know he doesn't want to be talking about this we don't want to be talking about it but um but 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 yeah you know a new owner comes in that cloud's lifted and you know those young players can then hopefully flourish you know which ultimately is what we want to see and hopefully we can start seeing it later, later on in the season. Hopefully, we put a nice positive spin on that Bolton game. Maybe, maybe not. So, I think, like, like, like I say, that there's that um, Burton. <laughs> I've said Bolton. Too many bees. Too many bees. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you know, there, there, there's some, there's some good elements here. I think still, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens when we go away to Northampton. Now, I've, I've lost count of how many away games we've had now without a win it's been a long time it's been 11 months i think nearly hopefully we're going to get a win away at northampton but um we'll we'll see time time will tell thank you so much everyone for listening caroline paul thank you so much for joining us obviously on the podcast today if you have enjoyed it remember to give us a five star rating it helps us massively obviously in all the podcast rankings helps new listeners obviously find us um and obviously us produce the content that we do so thank you very much everybody for listening Keep an eye on our socials and obviously your podcast feeds for our next podcast. It will obviously be for the Northampton game. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you all on the next one.